0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo. I'm here with Tony Marlett Jr. Our other co-host is off uh, handling, unfortunately, some uh, some tough stuff with his mom's going on. So um So we'll miss Tony shore today, but, uh, Tony, I think you got a good, uh, good program for us today. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we had, we had talked about, um, you know, some mistakes that our clients make and how we correct them. So, um, obviously this isn't to pick on anybody. Uh, but these are things that sometimes people do. Sometimes we can fix them frankly, and sometimes, uh, it's a little too late. So, uh, to your point, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of these things, and uh, yeah, we we miss Tony today for sure. So, uh, but if we if we get started on on some of these things again, that our clients do that that sometimes sometimes we can fix, and sometimes we can't. I call it letting the noise win, and the noise really can be anything. Right. I think a lot of times people's minds get clouded with. You know, I'm on X side of the aisle politically, and I don't like the current administration, so I'm just not going to invest my money because I don't trust these people. That's
1: yeah. We hear
2: that. I've heard that on on both sides, really. I mean, in my seven eight years as an advisor, Chris, you've been doing this longer than I have. You know, it spans three different uh, presidential administrations. It's it's really on both sides.
1: Yeah, you got you got to take the politics out of it because otherwise. Um, you're going to be missing opportunities. I mean, the market has done extremely well over the last 20 years. And if you're just sitting on the sideline because you don't like who's ever in office, like they don't even know you exist. So it's like, like yeah. not, not being in the market to prove a point to them. You're not, not proving a point work. because nope. they don't, they don't know, you know, Tony Marlette didn't buy any stock today. Right. So
2: And honestly, um, they probably don't care.
1: Th- yeah. They don't care. As I mean, long, they really as, long as they're they buying the stock and the right. options. Right. So, right. um, you know, yeah, get politics out of the way. Like once in a while we talk politics with clients, but you, you know, you try not to, because you, know, you never know what side of the aisle on and it, and it doesn't really matter. Like you said, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, they don't really care about us, so.
2: Right. Um, well, so. I mean, you're, you're gonna have, uh, it's sometimes markets and, and finance and things collide with current events and news that's going on. Sometimes it's positive uh, depending on where you're at. Sometimes it's gonna be negative, you, right. you can, you know, there's enough, enough negativity going on where you don't need to start letting it affect your finances and your ability to retire. You know, we've had people say, I don't like such and such. I don't trust such and such. I'm pulling my money out. Well, right. such and such, like you said, doesn't care. and, and, and It doesn't and, matter. It doesn't even affect them.
1: And they're not, you know, really running the market. Right. So um, the, the presidents who I mean, Congress, Treasury, whatever, they're not really running the market. So, you know, if you, you know, our theory always is invest in quality companies. So, if you invest in quality companies, then everything should be okay, right? Because if those companies aren't doing well, uh, nobody's doing well. So, we want to make sure we're uh, uh, just doing a good job investing in quality companies, dividend paying companies, you know, the Coca-Cola's of the world's, the, you know, the Googles, the Amazons, the IBM's, those type of companies. Um, And, um, you know, but we'll talk about a little later, you know, there comes a point where you really want some professional management because you can't, not that you can't do it yourself, but you're too busy with your own life to watch this every day, like uh, professionals do. So... What's uh, what else you got there? We had a so
2: we literally uh, ran a seminar on this one not long ago. Um, not necessarily the mistake portion of it, but your options with your four hundred one k or your IRA. So I started off my career on the four hundred one k side of things, on the retirement account side. There's a lot of noise. Yeah,
1: I'm just way. uh, I'm I'm raising my microphone so I could talk into it a little little better when I, it sounds a little better when you're closer.
2: All right. Yeah, it's like you have to swallow these things, but yeah. whatever. Um, uh, you know, s- different things that people do with their retirement accounts because they're not informed of the options. Yeah,
1: the, the ones I think we see the mistakes the most, just because you're not informed, is when there's rollovers and transfers. Um, there, and, and one, because the rules are not uniform you know, spouses have different rules and non-spouses and 401ks have different rules and IRA. I mean, it's ridiculous that they're not, Look, like they're all re- some form of retirement plan. Why aren't all the rules the same? Some yeah. you can take money out when you're 50, some of 55, some of 59 and a half. So, I mean, so it's, it's not their fault necessarily that they're um, they make these mistakes. The only maybe fault is they didn't ask a professional. So some of the big ones, the biggest one I think is, um, when you're rolling money out of a 401k into your IRA, some people have them send them the check. So then what happens is you have a hundred thousand dollars in your 401k plan and they send you a check for 80 and you're like, I had a hundred. Where's the other 20? Well, people don't know that the, the, uh, tax laws require your employer to withhold 20% of the tax uh, of that account if they send it directly to you if they send it directly to like if your account's at vanguard and they send it over to fidelity they don't have to withhold that 20 percent. but when they send it to you they have to withhold the 20 well, percent. how it's
2: made payable if they send right. it to you and it's made payable to a trade or brookside or whoever it is exactly then it, it can be made out or it can be sent to you it's just got to right. be made out properly and that's right. what you need to know i've seen people make that mistake a lot yeah. where I just had the check sent to me. And then the mess that they find themselves in is they have to make up the taxes out of their own pocket unless, they, you know, to basically if, correct and
1: it. So if they have it, so Tony's saying, so let's say in our example, there was a hundred thousand dollars in the account and you told them to uh, just send the check payable to Chris Anselmo and I'm going to put it in my account and then I'll, uh, right. So if I do that, then I'm not saying, but, but, Let me back up. I'm not saying our clients make checks to me. Okay. So, 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 so you, you roll over your account, they send you 80,000 of it and they send $20,000 to the IRS. So, if it's a true rollover, you want to roll over the whole hundred. So, if not, if you don't roll over the whole hundred, then you're going to get taxed on the 20, which is kind of funny. You're going to get taxed on the 20 that they sent to the IRS. So, if you don't have another 20 laying in on the sideline to make your, your whole, you're going to get taxed on the 20, you're probably, you're most likely going to get a refund because the tax on 20,000 isn't going to be the whole 20,000. So right. um, the, the, I think the uh, bigger mistakes that we see is when people inherit money from IRAs or 401ks. So uh, Tony, um, let's say like, let me I give my example. Say my, my dad had passed away. So if I, inha- my mom inherits his, his IRA money, it's easy. She could either, transfer it to her own IRA. She could leave it in his own IRA because she's a spouse. She has different rules. If you're not a spouse, which is it ridiculous, is, these yeah. rules are just ridiculous. So if you're not a spouse, let's say he was going to leave it to me, my brother, my sister. So if we take the money out and have it paid to us, it's immediately taxable. A hundred percent. We don't have 60 day rollover rule. We don't have anything. we have to pay tax on hundred percent of it. We can't, we can't just undo it. So uh, that those transfers have to be what we call custodian to custodian, trustee to trustee. So if my dad's account's at TD Ameritrade, I either have to open another TD Ameritrade account and have them send it to TD Ameritrade or Vanguard, but it can't go to me. So um, uh, we've had this happen, unfortunately, several times from clients who don't know this. Who would know that? I mean, who, who, so um, let's just say the rules are just ridiculous. I mean, if it's coming from your own IRA, you have a 60 day rollover rule. If the spouse has a 60 day rollover, a non-spouse doesn't have a 60 day. I mean, so these things, you know, they, they sound um, egregious, but um, what happens is, uh, you know, sometimes people don't have the money to pay the tax. So they don't realize this. They take out the hundred grand from dad and they put it. They invested it somewhere. Actually, I've had, I've had some put like put it in their own IRA. They made the mistake. You, you can't put it in your own IRA. You have to keep it separate. But anyhow, so they the, have oh, to
2: take withdrawals from it. Um, yeah. you usually have to have it withdrawn within ten years. Yeah.
1: So the new rules, you have to have it out within ten years. But you know, in the situation we had for this one client, it was a forty thousand dollar bill she owed the IRS. It's like what? You know, and I'm like, well, you didn't do it the right way. Well, my advisor didn't tell me that at one end, well, he doesn't do your taxes. So he doesn't, he like, it was, I think it was with Merrill Lynch. No, no names. I mean, you know, we called them and we said, look, how come you sent them the money? And they said, they send, send me the money. I mean, who are we to question if they said send send me money, you know, and they're like, well, we don't do their taxes, we, you know, and we don't give tax advice. So if they send send the send of the money, we'll send them the money. So
2: that's a nice segue into our next one that we see. uh, Next mistake that people make is missing out on low taxes. We've been talking about this for a while now where, you know, the tax cuts and jobs act from uh, I believe it was 2017 that was put into effect. Mm -hmm. That's set to sunset. Twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, you're you've been doing tax in the tax business for a long time uh, as an accountant, CPA. Uh, there's no doubt. I don't think anybody doubts that tax rates have nowhere to go but up. So it benefits people to take advantage of that. Right.
1: Now, so so I you know I'm date myself, but I've been doing this. Uh, so I get look. I got out of accounting school, John Carroll, in eighty four. I mean, I'm, I'm old, right? We. We've never had taxes this low. I mean, it's almost 40 years. We've never had tax rates this low. So the the downside is um, it's just hard to write that check. I, I mean, logically it says, look, we should be taking advantage of the 10%, 12%, 20% tax brackets, even the 22% tax brackets. But, you know, when you tell someone to take $100,000 out and I want you to write a check for... $25,000 to the IRS and, you know, so, so much more than the state
2: referring to is taking money out of, say qualified money, AKA right. 401k right. or IRA right now, pay the taxes on it when the brackets are lower. And then this way, when you go to withdraw the rest of the money, say 2025, 26 or later, you don't have to pay taxes because right. you've already met your tax burden during the lower tax Right. So
1: if we convert it to, we've talked about this other shows. if we convert it to a Roth IRA, the, the benefit of the Roth IRA is you, is you front load the tax. So you pay all the tax up front and then their deal with you when they uh, made these rules. Well, if you pay the tax up front, we're never going to tax you again. But again, it's still hard <laughs> To, yeah. to write that check, you know, we for like you want me to give thirty thousand dollars right. to the
2: government? Like we we make, I mean, there there are recommendations that we make for certain clients that'll say, hey, you need to convert this Roth. You have a million dollars. Congratulations, you did great job of saving. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, a third
1: of it's the IRS. Uh, right,
2: you have about <laughs> really realistically, you probably have about 600, 650 in there, yeah. and that because
1: you, you know here we got to pay Ohio too. Right. Right. So um, yeah, so it's, it's difficult for, so maybe the one of the solutions is do a little bit at a time, Do a little bit this year, do some more next year, do some more next year, right. The following year. So that it doesn't seem like it's, it's such a um, a bitter pill to swallow. So missing out on low tax uh, brackets is, uh, is one of the big ones.
2: So yeah, I think so. People get distracted too, I think with wanting a, a tax refund, you know, if you yeah. don't get a tax, re- I, that just means you keep your money longer. You know, yeah. so I I don't know. I mean, you just have to be like like I said, it is a hard thing to look at, but um, you know. Yeah. At the same time I, I, I,
1: in- Sometimes it cracks me up when when clients come out. Well, my neighbor got a refund. <laughs> okay, my neighbor drives a Ferrari. I don't have a Ferrari, right? I mean, I mean. <laughs> You know, you know, I mean, just because your neighbor or your barber got a refund doesn't mean, you know, and as so Tony's saying, a refund doesn't necessarily mean, whole, look, we, everyone wants to pay the lowest amount of taxes they can, right? I don't care what tax bracket you're in. But a refund generally means you just paid in too much. And then sometimes we get clients who, have uh, you know, if they're elderly, they don't have uh, a lot of income. They didn't pay anything in, right? So they paid nothing and they're like, how come I didn't get a refund? I'm like, well, you didn't pay anything in. You know, you, don't, you generally don't get refunds. A refund means you're getting your own money back, right?
2: right? So
1: if you don't pay anything in, you can't really expect to get a, a big refund, except you know when we have these, these little stimulus uh, stuff that's going on. But um,
2: what can you tell us about you're you're going to be the the subject matter expert on oh, this one? Right. I know a little bit about probate titling. I mean, we see people make these mistakes. You want to always add a beneficiary first and foremost to anything that you can. Right you add a beneficiary, essentially you bypass probate, but uh, what else, what other mistakes do
1: you see? So so the big uh, titling mistake is like, there's been a million books written around about avoiding probate, avoiding probate, avoiding probate, avoiding probate. It's, you know, it's expensive. It's a bunch of lawyers and we're all making our fees. And and look, we want to avoid probate as much as anyone else. Um, But where we see titling issues and one of the ways to avoid probate is to put somebody else's name on it. So if Tony, if I put your name on my house and I die, you get my house, you don't have to go through probate, right? Because it's contractually, we had an agreement that you, you get the, whoever dies first gets the house. That I'm getting the Anselmo Manor. Yeah. Well, you, you, you got, you know, you're in a long list. <laughs> so, um, you know, so we won't put a picture of the house, but, um, so the, um, the issue is, okay, so Tony. only, let's say today, instead of doing that, I put your name on the house. If you get in a car accident, my house is at risk that that person may sue you for, like you run, a, we had a client that happened to, we had a client whose daughter um, got in a car accident and killed a cardiothoracic surgeon, which was, was he was about your age and he was making like $5 million a year. So they're like, well, project it out for 20 more years. That guy, that's a lot of money, wow. right? So her little uh, $300,000 all-state policy isn't going to cover $20 million lawsuit. So if she had, if her name was on her mom's house, to avoid the whole probate issue, her mom's going to be on the street, right? So there's there's issues like that. Anytime you put somebody's name on them, they're an owner. So they can either, anything in their life can screw it up. They get divorced, right? You, half the marriage is in divorce in this country, so that, uh, part of that asset goes to the no good the daughter-in-law that you really never liked, anyhow. So, um, so uh, titling issues are big. Don't, don't like. There's other ways to do it. Power of attorneys, trusts. What? Don't put other people's names on your on your accounts. So I mean, so
2: what? You're, the simple way, I think, what I'm what what is basically like. You don't have to go to extreme lengths to avoid no. probate.
1: Right. And like, even if you want, you know, a lot of elderly, uh, clients, they put their son or daughter's name on their checking account so they can write checks for them and all that kind of stuff. Uh, We think it's better either, um, use a trust or get a power, just give them a power of attorney. So you give the power of attorney to the bank, say, look, I want them to be a signer on the account, but I don't want them to be an owner. Right. So if, uh, Again, if the son or daughter gets divorced, gets in a car accident, mom doesn't lose uh, doesn't lose her bank account. So there's better ways to do it. Uh, I don't know. If people maybe just they don't know, or they you know talk to their barber, and uh, the barber said, "Well, you know, you just put your name on the account." So uh, you know, talk to a professional because these titling issues they really get sticky um, if there's a death, right? So we've had issues where you know now there's six people on the account and one of them dies who gets that one sixth i mean it's just a nightmare we we see that especially in ohio with real estate i don't know if everyone knows this but if you're married and you own property in ohio we we believe it or not we still have this archaic thing called dower rights remember when the people used to have dowries so this was designed 100 years ago so to protect generally back then protect the women so the the the, the male couldn't sell the house off from under the wife. Right. So, um, but we still have it around. So if I wanted to sell a piece of property, I'm married, even if my wife's name is not on the property, she has to sign off. Right. So we've had, uh, instances with titling people want, we can do these transfer on death designations. I don't know if you, or some people call them transfer death deeds. They're not really a deed, but so it says like, I, I own the property together with my wife. And when we're both gone, it goes to our two kids. So, two kids is probably okay, but if you have four or five kids, then potentially if they want to sell that house, four or five kids have to agree and four or five spouses have to agree. Like you can't get 10 people to pick a restaurant, let alone pick, well, I think it's worth 200,000. Well, I think it's worth 210. I'm not selling anything, right? So in that situation, it that is not the best way to do it. Look, it avoided probate. Yes, we all agree avoided probate, but you're going to have more of a nightmare Creates more the, headaches yeah. than it solves. I mean, can you imagine getting ten people to agree on selling a house? It's hard to get the husband and wife to agree to sell the house, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so I mean, it, it just Very creates true. more of a nightmare. Or if one of those person passes away, so it could happen. You know, if all five of them get it, and then they own title one fifth each. If one of them passes away, who gets that one fifth? right it just it's just it it's just a nightmare sometimes so uh i just like just don't do it yourself
2: yeah That's speaking of do that, it yourself yeah. um we talk a lot about self directing i don't i honestly i i don't have i think there's a place for self directing your own investments um, um I don't think there's anything wrong with doing it, even if you're into your retirement and you wanna take a small portion of your funds and self-direct. Self-directing just basically means you're managing your own money, you're picking and choosing your own investments. It's become really common nowadays with online trading and apps and things like that. So certainly nothing wrong with it. I think though, if you're getting into your mid 40s, into your 50s and certainly beyond Mm -hmm. that, you're going to want some professional help to make sure that you're not making any mistakes. There are things available too, that we do. It's not just, you know, we're not just selling people stocks and bonds and and allocating portfolios.
1: Right. I mean, because when, like when you're young, um, put this easily, look, you're young, you don't have a lot of money yet. Right. So if you, but it is, it's a lot of money to you because it's all your own money, but um, it's really hard to hire professional help when you have, $5,000, $5,000, right? Um, so once you uh, get a sizable amount, maybe 100000 or more, uh, maybe you should look at getting some help because uh, like you could, there's so many things that could go wrong. I mean, you buy 10 different mutual funds and they all sound good, but they all buy in the same thing, right? So it's, it, it's good to be diversified, but it, as Tony's saying, once you get to a certain level, you really want to get some help. I mean, I look at it like owning a car. Like... I could put the windshield washer fluid in, and I could probably change the air filter. But other than that, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: okay. leaving it alone, right? And I mean, when you're when you're starting your working career, you just want exposure. You want exposure to growth. You want market. I I you know sometimes we get people in their 20s and 30s in here saying, "I'm scared of the market." Well, it's not my place to say no. You shouldn't be. I mean, right. you really shouldn't be. But you know, you have to take there's risk involved in not being in there too. Do you want your money losing to inflation? Do you want, you know, a half a percent now until the time you retire? Uh, you got to take some risks at some point, but at the same time, you can do that uh, a little bit more uh, methodically.
1: And, and, and most people like us that are RIAs, like you're going to pay them anywhere from probably one to 2%, depending on your, your size of your portfolio, the complexity of your portfolio. But I think, Tony, you mentioned on another show, there's studies that show that it's worth it. Um, I think you had a study. Yeah,
2: absolutely. The Vanguard of all, you know, people say, you know, Vanguard is they, they do a lot of self-directing. They do a lot of do it yourself, but uh, they also support advisors. So Vanguard did a study a couple of years ago. Uh, a good advisor will add three percentage points to your bottom line. So that's three extra percentage At, after, points. After return. the fee. After the cost. So their right. cost is net is worth about 3% to three percentage points.
1: So even if you paid them two, you would have been up five, you net three. So um, now we're not saying it's always going to be better, but generally I think what happens, what we see the most is, and I tell people it's like a roller coaster. like, everyone's laughing and giggling on the way up, right? It's when it goes over the hill, they start screaming. So your advisor really is there to hold your hand when it's going over the hill.
2: Help you save you from yourself, right, really. Right. And then also, as I, you know we mentioned earlier, I think part of that value is not necessarily just picking the right stocks or anything right. like that. It's putting an income plan together, putting a, a financial plan, a living, breathing document together that we're going to work together on going forward. And, so and if I changes think, happen in right. your life, we want to make changes to your plan. And that's part of where the value comes and from. I, and I
1: think the advisor can help take the emotion out of it, you know, too many yes, people um, invested emotionally. I mean, even when we, we open the show with people are investing based on their politics. I'm like, well, OK, but but people do invest emotionally. So um, and then they rationalize. Why they invested that way? So we really, you really want to take the emotions out. What do the numbers say? What do the what do the analysts say? What, right. You know what's going on in the world? You know, and oftentimes uh, the common layperson isn't privy to all that information, or or maybe it's out there they just don't know how to get it quick enough because things move so fast today. I think it used to be you just wait for the paper, and three days later you made a stock trade because you read an article three days ago. Today it's instantaneous.
2: So very fast.
1: Yeah. Yep. So you know, our money managers, like a lot of other money managers, are just in a room watching screens all day, keeping their their eyes and ears to what's going on politically, what's going on around the world, what's going on, you know, economically. So uh, you're paying for that expertise, and uh, you know it's worth it. I mean, it, it, like you, yeah, toothache, you could probably pull your own tooth out.
2: Oh. would you? I mean, I mean, no, I mean, physically, no, I mean
1: physically you could like, right I mean you could of, uh, of Tom Hanks yeah in castaway, uh, castaway. No
2: way. No yeah way. so
1: I mean if you if you really had to you probably could but I think uh i would say the great majority of people watching this uh, presentation of late more than two of us um uh, would probably go to the dentist right so and you pay for the expertise and you, you know um but and you know i have to equate that t- it's like filing your own tax returns I mean, if I wasn't oh, yeah. doing what I those, do, I would never file my own tax return.
2: How many of those have we seen, did we see last no. year too? Yeah. If I did it myself and I messed up and this is what happened. Not to say that you can't do it.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, there, I think there was an article in the paper just the other day about, you know, you know, so the right now the, they're going to add a bunch of more IRS agents. It's not necessarily all going to be people going after people, but just the process returns. Because when you mail stuff in by hand, oh. It's a whole nother nightmare. I mean, it's just they showed his picture. Just yeah, it's almost like did you remember Raiders of the Lost Ark? And of at course. the end of the at the end of the movie, they 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 rolled the ark into some archive, National Archives, and there was a billion other boxes in there. That's kind of like what the the IRS processing center is when you when you mail it in by hand. So um, you know we've been filing electronically probably for thirty some years as long as it's been around. Um, Yeah, it just. Don't do it.
2: Don't do let's, yourself. Don't mail it in. Let's recap our, our six uh, mistakes that we see clients make and how we help. So we talked about uh, not letting the noise win, especially politics. Just block it out. Don't let it win. Uh, we talked about 401k IRA mistakes. If you're looking to take money or do something with it, consult a professional. Just right. it's not worth it.
1: Yeah, I think the third one was titling issues. Basically don't yep. put other people's names on your accounts or your property
2: right and then we talked about uh, not missing out on low taxes mm-hmm. as well and then uh self-directing too long or too much yeah. of your overall portfolio yeah, just
1: like get professional help it's uh, it, it's it's worth it i mean you get professional help other every other phase of your life why wouldn't you do it with your investments yeah
2: so uh, in closing don't forget to like comment and subscribe uh, to us on youtube and on social media facebook Go to our website or call us to schedule a complimentary consultation. If you reference this podcast,
1: okay, all right, Tony, we will. Uh, we'll look forward to doing this uh, again next week, and uh, hopefully, Tony Sher will be with us. Hopefully, if, he will. If not, if not, we'll grab Jeff from our office. Uh, you know, we got to get him in here in time. So, but we could do this any time of the day, I guess. So, uh, okay, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Same uh, people know Batman shows. They you say same bat? time, same bat channel. So uh, we'll see you here next week. Thanks.
0: Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550